Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week six mini pod. Uh, we're going to go through some fantasy advice and also some best bets for week six. I uh, can't believe week six is already here, but here we go. Time to uh, keep winning our fantasy leagues and keep uh, making profit on our bets. So uh, let's kick it off with fantasy first, everyone's favourite. Uh, we're going to go through some start sets as we do, always. Um, Tyler's got his voice note ready to go. So I'll just start us off with a uh, with an obvious one. So Darrell Williams of the Chiefs, Clyde Obazelaire is out. Um, We've got McKinnon as the backup, but he really has been playing 10 to 15 snaps max a game. First couple of weeks, only only three or four. So he, he's going to be RB2 for the Chiefs quite clearly, which means Williams is going to be RB1. Uh, Chiefs will still run the ball. Everyone's playing too high against them. You know, they're going to have to run into into light boxes. Goal line stuff, Darrell Williams always gets the, the one-yard carries anyway. So if they get one or two yards out, he's going to be kind of running the ball in. So I think Darrell Williams is a perfect start this week if you're, if you're in need of a running back. Uh, in terms of another start, same game, Taylor Heineke versus the Chiefs. Chiefs defense giving up the most points in the league, so you've got to start the QB that goes against him, especially if they're as uh, risk-heavy as Heineke, because he could uh, it could be a bit of boom or bust, especially in a two-QB two league, but uh, I think there's potential there that he could get 300 yards and a couple of TDs and uh, potentially help you win a week this week. And then my final start is uh, Brandon Cooks, the Texans against the Colts. He was averaging 100 yards a game pretty much first few weeks. Wasn't as good last week. But the Colts' secondary is not ideal. And even though they're 10-point favourites in the game, I still think that Davis Mills and Browning Cooks will be able to get a few things going offensively. Uh, so I think if you need a wide receiver, need a little flex spot, I don't think people will think Browning Cooks is an option just because of the team he plays for. But really, if you look at the stats and the target share, he can be a dominant wide receiver against this Colts' defence. Let's just hope he doesn't get injured during the game because that seems to be the only uh, negative when it comes to Browning Cooks. But three starts for me there. Uh, Darrell Williams for the Chiefs. Taylor Heineke against the Chiefs and Brandon Cooks for the Texans versus the Colts. Uh, let's pass over now to Tyler to go through his starts of the week. Hey everyone, I'm back again with some start sits for week six. We're going to start strong here because this is the most obvious start of the week I could imagine. Kareem Hunt, whenever Nick Chubb isn't in the lineup, just doesn't matter what week you listen to this podcast. If Nick Chubb's healthy, obviously, fair enough. If you found this podcast on a week where he isn't, start Kareem Hunt. Don't care what the matchup is. He's going to get it in the running game. He's going to get it in the passing game. He's going to have so many touches. This week in particular, in week six, he's playing against the Arizona Cardinals. I think that means that there's going to have to be a nice old shootout. The Browns literally just had a crazy shootout last week. I think they go again. Smash Kareem Hunt. Going to get plenty of points. Second one, another running back. I'm starting Daryl Henderson this week. He's playing against the Giants, and they don't even have Blake Martinez to slow him down. I just think that this matchup is a smash. In theory, I would expect this game to be a game script where the Rams get out and then are just trotting along, holding the lead. That's perfect for Henderson. He's a great play this week. Finally, another injury boost on a player. Chase Claypool now that Juju Smith-Schuster's out. Although I don't think that Claypool relies on volume to be exciting and make big plays and do all the exciting stuff, his volume can only go up if Juju's not playing. Yes, James Washington exists, but not really. I think that Claypool's going to be a big benefactor. It's not like Deontay Johnson can get even more targets than he already does, maybe one or two. But I think Claypool's going to be the biggest benefactor. And this week, they're playing against the Seahawks, who are not the best against the pass. I think that's another smash. 
Nice. Three good ones there from Tyler. Um, I think Hunt's going to have an incredible week this week. I know that Coach Stefanski mentioned that he's also a bit banged up, but apparently he's practiced pretty well all week. So, yeah, I think Hunt is going to have a going to have a hell of a week. Uh, let's move on to some sits then. Uh, I've only got two this week. So, I've got Sam Darnold, obviously QB of the Panthers now, uh, going against the Vikings. Last week, he had a league-high uh, pressure rate against him for the season, so it was 56%. Uh, that O-line that we spoke about all summer, kind of proving us right, really. Did not play very well at all last week against a pretty good rush, but um, I still think this week the Vikings can do the same. They've got big men up front that can help halt the run. They've got guys outside that can kind of rush the passer to a good level against some average tackles. Uh, and also, Panthers are obviously missing Christian McCaffrey, therefore, even though Chubba Hubbard is good, that safety blanket in the flat that he likes to use so much isn't there, so I expect him to get sacked at a relatively good rate. Uh, so for me, Sam Donald would be a sit. My next sit is a very sad one for me. Uh, I've gone with Odell Beckham for the Browns, one of my favourite receivers ever. I've been to see him play in New York many times back in the day. But unfortunately, the target rate is just not there. Three receptions last week, sorry, three targets last week, not good enough. Uh, they go against the Cardinals that aren't a great defence. Obviously traded away Tame Gowan this week as well. So they're not the best in terms of secondary, but I just don't think he's got the relationship with Baker. I don't think they've got the chemistry. Uh, Jarvis Landry is back. Hunt is the running back, like we said, who is better at catching passes out the backfield. The tight ends get used very frequently in that offense, as we all know. So I think even though my dream is for Odell Beckham to get going this season and be back to what he was, uh, I'm just not ready to bank on that yet. So I think he's a sit as well for me this week, but uh, a very tough one indeed. Uh, let's move back over to Tyler then. He's got some sits as well. Now on to everybody's least favourite, the sits. We don't like talking about the sits, but we have to do it. I'm going to just say it. Don't start Saquon Barkley if he plays. Obviously, this is a contextual one. Maybe he doesn't even get the option because he's out. But if he isn't, I'm not starting him. He's playing against the Rams if he does play. And he probably won't. So I'm just putting it out there. Saquon Barkley's not playing for me, even if he suits up. Too risky, too injury-prone right now. And of course, even though that was a freak injury, nothing to do with football, it's still going to have an effect when he does play football. So I'm taking a nice little week off, letting him rest up, and I'm hoping he'll be back again soon. Don't start him. Another player that I would love to be proved wrong with, just like with Saquon, I want to see this player do amazing, but unfortunately it's just Jacobs. Everyone knows what's been going on in Vegas. It's been crazy. It's been wild. I'm sure it's having an effect. Although I think Rich Passaccia is a fantastic step in interim head coach. I don't know what to expect from the Raiders this week. I'll obviously be watching very closely. But I, as of right now, recording this message, I have no idea what to expect. If you can bench Josh Jacobs, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I will be very, very upfront in saying that not many people have Josh Jacobs at the back of a pile of loads of running backs. I've got him as my RB3 in one league because I'm very running back heavy. But if he's a player you feel you can't sit, obviously fair enough. But if you feel you have the players behind him you could use, yeah, I'd probably see if you could get rid of him just for one week against Denver with all this chaos surrounding him. Not a great matchup and not a great situation right now for the Raiders. And finally, a third running back because who wants to start a running back anyway? I'm giving you a name you might not even know yet, Khalil Herbert. Yes, that is a real human being, or at least so I'm being told by fantasy football analysts all over the universe. He is the third string running back for the Bears, who is now the first string running back for the Bears. By the way, I know this information because I own David Montgomery and Damian Williams in the same dynasty league, and somehow I have neither now. 
But I digress. Khalil Herbert, everyone's going to be loving throwing in that waiver pickup. They want to get him involved. They want to throw him out there first week. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what to expect. But what I have found out from basic research is that Herbert is more of a runner, less of a catcher. It could go great. Don't get me wrong. It could go great. And if your team's weak at running back or you need a flex play, go for it. Throw the dart. But don't expect a lot from Khalil Herbert. I think that the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers are going to be looking to try and slap up the Bears while they're not of the best form. I don't see this being a very run-heavy game for them. And therefore, I don't think Herbert's going to have a big role. If he does, congratulations. But I'm a little bit hesitant, let's say. Good luck this week, guys. Perfect. There's Tyler with his uh, his sits for the week. Uh, I do completely agree on the Herbert one. Uh, I watched him in college, and he is very much a uh, a bit of a thumper type. He's not the best pass catcher in the world. Uh, Justin Fields is obviously there as well for QB design runs, and I guess the main thing is game state, the NFL. And uh, I expect the Packers to to bounce back after last week's average performance against the Bengals and kind of be passing the ball relatively frequently, meaning that Herbert won't be able to get the the rush level in that you'd think he would. Uh, but we'll see some good start sets this week. Let's move over to some bets then. Uh, we've got some player props first. Let's go over. We've got four of those. So Tyree Kill for the Chiefs, over six and a half receptions. He's been on the injury report all week, which I think is why some places have got his receptions at six and a half rather than seven and a half that they do have previously. Uh, and I just think it's an over bet. Yes, if the quad injury is an issue, you're probably going to lose this bet. But uh, very often Tyree Kill does just kind of have minor injuries that he doesn't practice through the week and then he's fine on game day. Very similar to Stefan Diggs in that respect. So I think over six and a half is a good shout there. Defense is still terrible, so the Chiefs are going to be passing a lot on offense. Mahomes loves Tyree Kill. I think Josh Gordon will make an impact, but I still think Tyree Kill's the sort of player that will get over the receptions. I think him and Kelsey still pretty good locks for overs most weeks. Uh, next one is Keenan Allen, six, over six and a half receptions. They're obviously playing in a shootout against the Ravens. Or what we expect to be a shootout. Keenan Allen is uh, Herbert's favourite target, so I think over six and a half receptions is a good bet there. Uh, Joe Burrow, over nine rushing yards in their game versus the Lions. Uh, he's gone over on his rushing yards every game but one this season. He went over every game but one last season that he played as well. So I think Joe Burrow, over nine rushing yards, is a pretty good lock there. Uh, he's very good at scrambling for first downs when he needs to. And then the only under we've got on the list is uh, we're going to go under on... Hunter Henry for the Patriots, three and a half receptions for the tight end. They're playing Dallas. Uh, the offense has been pretty bad. Uh, I just don't expect that any tight end in that offense is going to be as good as we thought. Johnny Smith's receptions are down to one and a half. That's not really bettable for us, but Hunter Henry, three and a half, I think is still worth a, it's still worth a crack at least. Now let's move away from player props and move on to some best bets for the week. Uh, this week we have four. Uh, we could have chosen more to be honest, but we were trying to kind of narrow it down into to better bets than what we gave in the in the last episode. So we've got four here: Bengals minus three and a half versus the Lions. Always annoying to get the hook past the three, as we say every week. That's an important number, three and seven. But we still think that the Bengals are are, are more like five and a half, six points better off than Lions on a neutral field. So I think Bengals three and a half is a good bet, and the offense could be too good for the Lions team. Uh, the weather. Not looking, oh, sorry, the uh, offensive line for the Lions looking banged up, which is a bit of a worry for Jared Goff, who normally struggles either in bad weather or with bad O lines. Uh, so I think the Bengals' overall defense can get, get a bit of pass rush on, on Goff. I think three and a half is a pretty good bet. Um, I'm not sure I'd stay away from the total on the game, but I think three and a half is, uh, is pretty fair. Uh, next one is the Vegas Raiders versus the Broncos. Again, plus four. There are three and a half in some spots, but you can search for a four out there. Uh, and I just think either or, three and a half, four is still a good bet. 
I think over the three, opposite to the Bengals argument, over the three, you're getting the hook in this case, I think makes sense. Very two evenly matched teams. Obviously, there could be an issue with Vegas, with the, the head coach situation. We don't know who's going to call plays. I think the offense is going to struggle. Uh, but I'm not sure with the, the injuries on the Broncos sideline either that their offense is going to be great in this game. So I think take the points in this one. Hope the Vegas can come out with some scripted plays to start and to get a lead. Hopefully Darren Waller can have a big day and you can win your, your bet quite comfortably, even if the Raiders lose by a, by a field goal potentially. Uh, next then is the, the Chiefs game. So Chiefs minus six and a half, minus seven. Whichever you can find is still good value. Six and a half is better if you can find it, but that's kind of moved away this morning in England. So we're going to struggle to find those. Uh, and if you want, you can pair it with the under 45 and a half. This is the biggest uh, total for the week, just because of the two defenses giving up the first and second most amount of points. I'm not sure necessarily both of those things will always hold for the whole season. So I think you're getting the market here at its highest point. So why not bet under and, uh, and take a risk? See if one of the defenses can slow the other offense down a little bit. And then the final one is Texans versus Colts. This is the lowest win total of the week or second lowest, I think. So over 44. Uh, we're going over here just because the defenses for both teams are pretty poor. Davis Mills kind of did show a little bit of promise last week. Uh, and hopefully him and Brandon Cooks, like I mentioned earlier, can kind of do the same and generate some points for that offense. Colts offense did look very good against the Ravens in the first three quarters of the game. Carson Wentz is having a better season than most people think, so I think they can still score some points. But their secondary looks really, really poor, so I think they'll give up points on the other end. So I think this could be a, a little bit of a shootout. I still think the Colts will win by enough points potentially, but I still think three quarters of the game we could be quite close, which I think is going to lead to some points. So. That'll be our, our best bets for the week. So to recap, uh, Tyreek Hill over six and a half receptions, Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions, Joe Burrow over nine rushing yards, uh, Hunter Henry under three and a half receptions, the Bengals minus three and a half versus the Lions, the Raiders plus three and a half or plus four against the Broncos, the Chiefs minus seven against the Washington football team and under 54 and a half if you can do both. Uh, Texans versus the Colts, we're going to go over 44. So that's kind of our, our selections for the week. You've got your star sits as well. Uh, we've got an NFL London game, so make sure you enjoy that, and we will speak to you soon.